While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. everyone welcome to classroom brew or welcome back to classroom brew uh, if you are new to the podcast my name is ryan i'm a teacher coach instructional coach and run this podcast uh if you are not sure what the format is and if the intro song didn't give it away basically the the whole teachers being prudes and can't drink or be seen you know whatever uh we're trying to erase that because we're, we're human beings adults that are of legal drinking age and we're being responsible um so this is a podcast where we actually have a couple of drinks and and we talk about shit that's really going on because uh well why not um <laughs> uh, hey uh patreon.com slash classroom brew if you want to support the show and get some access to podcast merch and bonus content and then other than that you know social media we're there uh it all exists but that said big shout out to lish james cindy melinda sabrina leslie leo and adam they are our current Patreon members. Uh, so big shout out to you guys. Uh, we'll do the, the Patreon dedication song at the end of this episode. You can check that out. And you know what? If we get to, uh, let's just say 15 people. So we need what? Six more? 15 people. We will do a new dedication song with all 15 people in the lyrics with info about them. General info about them that won't be, you know, too... Uh, so 15 people. Again, patreon.com slash classroom brew. So let somebody know. Spread the word on that. Got a wedding to pay for, so I appreciate the support. Uh, that would be fantastic. Which I'm, by the way, experimenting with. Um, so obviously Katie has her engagement ring because that's why we're engaged in the first place. Uh, but we just did our wedding bands like a month ago. And hers is ready, but mine is not. Um, I, don't, I guess, if it, you know, unique or whatever. <laughs> unique. But I've been experimenting with like those silicone ones uh, when I'm at home just to get used to it because I am not a jewelry person. When I got a smartwatch, that was a big deal because it's like I have to get used to having something on my wrist now. Um, although now I feel like my generation, <laughs> my, old, um, I was born in 93 and I feel like anyone born between 1991 and I don't know, 2001 we got tiny wrists. I don't, there's no other way to put it. We have tiny wrists compared to, to previous generations. So for me personally, now it's like I need something. I got something on both. I got a bracelet, one of those like uh, paracord bracelets on one, and I got a smartwatch on the other. But I'm not used to rings. So I figured I'll, I'll wear the those silicone rings that you can, you know, if you're going to do sports with a ring on for some reason or go to the gym, which I guess I would. Uh, this is what you wear. And so I'm doing it to get used to it. And I got to tell you, I've never been more aware of that finger, <laughs> like perpetually. Just there's never, there's no break to it. I'm always aware of what's going on with that, that ring finger. Um, but we got time to get, <laughs> we got a whole lifetime to get used to that once the uh, uh, October wedding takes place. But hey, 
Uh, for this one, I'm drinking a rum, and this makes me feel old, but there's juice in it, but I had to also put water in it in addition to my ice because it's just, I can't, the, the sh- <laughs> I sound so old this episode so far. 29. But uh, the juice, the sugar, it, it's a little much for me, so I had to water it down. So cheers. And if you're drinking along with this one, fantastic, which is a good thing because <clears throat> there's a this infographic that came out uh, saying or asking which U.S. states have the highest and lowest student-teacher ratio. Uh, California looks like that's the number one, like the worst ratio that is, followed by Nevada, Oregon, Louisiana, Idaho, and Arizona to round out the top six. Now, that said, California, it is a 22 to 1 ratio. Nevada is a 20 to 1. Oregon is a 19 to 1. And I already forgot what else. Oh, Louisiana, Arizona, and Idaho is 18 to 1. I teach in the state of Illinois, and it, I mean, I'm sure there's more micro data to this, but we are listed at number 15. But it also has us in, <laughs> this might be an issue, and, and, it has this as orange, but we're listed in the yellow. But the ratio, average ratio is 17 to 1, which I guess would put us in about the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6 place. I don't know. Um, and I think it's more, I mean, that's honestly, I would kill for that ratio of, uh, of 17 to 1. If all classes had 17 to 1. <laughs> um, but I think the bigger issue right now is that we're having more teachers leave the profession uh, than ever before. Now. I say this because obviously things have been hard for a long time in education, um, but it, it feels like this year especially. And for us, at least, it's this issue of a lack of accountability, even for adults and the homes, but also for the kids. Now, I had a, there's, and granted, I have a student teacher right now, so I'm not in four out of my five classes consistently at the moment, but there's a particular student who's been very resistant just just very disrespectful, very resistant. I can't speak today if you couldn't tell. I've had two of these drinks now, and I'm apparently unable to say words. But uh, disrespectful has all the potential in the world, can be very, you know, thoughtful, nice, kind, you know, what have you, but is, for whatever reason, choosing not to. And if I know you're thinking, well, what's happening in the room? None of these behaviors are justified. Let me just say that. I'm not going to get into detail on the, the behaviors themselves, but disrespect is never going to be justified. Now, the parent has been sort of responsive, which is fantastic on the surface. But when we finally said, you know what, we need to have a parent conference in person because it's not working with the email slash phone communication because the shit isn't changing. Um, now, I'm more than willing... <laughs> So, so don't take this the wrong way. I'm more than willing to, to go the extra mile to do what I got to do to accommodate parents. But when you get an email saying, is it okay if we do it during the week after 6 p.m. when I get off work? I'm saying no. I already did, by the way. said, unfortunately. <laughs> um, now, I mentioned the thing. I'm a, a teacher, a coach, instructional coach. I have a student teacher right now. Anything after 3.15, I'm doing stuff for, you know, my other jobs for sure. You know, even if I'm copies, grading, planning, mentoring other teachers, mentoring your student teacher. Oh, yeah. 
coaching your sport. And then, I don't know, let's say none of those things were taking place after 6 p.m. I'm going home. I'm not going to stay till 6 p.m. for the conference to start. Now, I realize it's a question. I'm not, you know, she's doing what she can, but no. And I don't, it was almost just like, it, it, I think it bothered me because it was stated more like, yeah, we'll have to do it after 6 p.m., so I'll see you then, right? It's like, no. I don't know what former teachers have done that for you if your child has been in this situation before, but 6 p.m., no. Call in or take some time. I don't know what you, but just show up. But anyway, that came off really cynical, but hopefully up to this point, nothing has happened. And it's been like a week of these incidents happening, uh, which actually isn't that long when I think about it, but it feels like a long time. But no, I'm not going to show up <laughs> respectfully. I'm not showing up anytime after 3.15 for a parent conference. I'll say 3.30. I'll give a 15-minute buffer because there's the entire day. My contract time. Do it during my contract time. I do so much else outside of my contract time. This is just like the fucking cones thing from last week that we talked about. Teachers are done. They had a long day. Let them fucking go. Move the cones. Let them go home. We've had a long day. We've had a long week. Let us go home. We're not staying until six. Also, traffic would suck after six. Sucks before six too, but you get the point. Right now, the, the expressway and Lakeshore Drive right now is down to one lane each. It takes a long time. I have to get up an hour earlier. And I'm already at the school, usually about 45 to an hour early. So you can imagine how early I'm up. Well, honestly, I'm up early because the, the gym and also letting Mar take Marty out so we can go to the bathroom outside. But I get less time. <laughs> My routine is entirely shifted. You know, if I have basically uh, two and a half hours to wake up, uh, feed Marty, take him out, give him his meds for the day, go to the gym, come back, shower, have like something to eat to tie me over or stop off at like a coffee shop that's open early enough where I can also get like a breakfast sandwich or something like that. And also, did you make lunch for yourself for later today? Yes or no? Order that ahead or make it on the fly or pick it up on the way or something like that. And then the commute to work itself which can be normally 30 to 45 minutes. But lately, it's been an hour and a half to two hours. An hour and a, an hour and a half, an hour and a half to two hours. That wasn't me having a stroke. That was for effect. It's an hour and a half to two hours. And it's not that far. I think even though it's like, it, as the crow flies, as Siri would say, as the crow flies, I think it's 15 miles from where I live to where I work. But driving and stuff, because I can't go in a straight line from A to B, be great. Uh, 25 to 30 miles, maybe. It's not that bad. But an hour and an hour and a half to two hours. That's super rude. This is, and this is kind of like, there was this big political thing that was going on with our former, soon-to-be former mayor of Chicago, where the construction at the end of the day, uh, was taking place. Like, it was like, they started construction at like 4.30 on Lakeshore and got it down to like one lane, which is the most, an hour and a half to two hours, guys. Just, I'm gonna keep going back to it. Um, but just, 
uh, political move to say, like, I showed you, and it took me a long time to get home because Lakeshore Drive is usually four or five lanes, and it was going down to one, and that's it at the end of a long day. <laughs> and I believe at that time, I, I mean, we can go back to the episode logs because I'm sure I brought it up to complain about it. I was probably coaching at the time. This is just horrible. Just anyway, I'm getting off to an hour and a half to two hours. Um, so sometimes I'll look through and we did the, what is it? Lean on me with Morgan Freeman, which is like, you know, the movie that everyone references with turnaround schools. Cheers to that one. Um, so I watched it and I, I don't remember if I recorded it on the couch or if I watched it and wrote down a few notes like a good student would and, uh, then recorded a podcast. But there was this, you know, I look for stuff like that sometimes. Teach Tony Danza, that show with Tony Danza teaching English in Philadelphia. Uh, Lean on me with Morgan Freeman. And then I saw this one, which I guess became the next one inadvertently. Hard Lessons with Denzel Washington. It's from 1986. Uh, it's, I wasn't sure if it was an independent film. I had to look it up, hence why I knew it was 1986. I don't just know that shit. Uh, it was a TV movie. And you can tell right away because it's still formatted like four by three. So instead of like the, the, the black bars on your TV screen on the top and bottom, it's like the black squares on the left and right. It's not widescreen. It's like when the old tube TVs were, were shaped like a square. Again, four by three or whatever it was. Um, and it, it, has, it has like those, those like 70s, 80s, like freeze frame, like, sort of cliffhanger we're going to commercial break moments that happen uh but yeah and so basically the movie follows uh denzel washington's care it's called the george mckenna story so it is george mckenna is played by denzel washington and he's basically a a brand new principal in a school that sucks which is just the the tv movie knockoff of um the morgan freeman what movie was in Morgan Freeman movies, what was that? Lean on me. What was his character's name? I don't think that was... No, not Bill Withers. Sorry. Lean on me. Movie. IMDb. Uh, I don't think it was one of those things when, like, it was based off the same thing. Like, uh, there there was a movie before Silence, The Silence of the Lambs where Brian Cox played... He's the guy from Succession, where he played Hannibal Lecter, and, like, nobody knows about it. No, okay. So Morgan Freeman is his principal, Joe Clark, and it takes place, <laughs> dedicated but tyrannical Joe Clark. Uh, it just says inner city. And I feel like this Denzel movie is also, uh, I, I don't know why, maybe Hard Lessons is like a, a TV movie series. Because when I look it up, it just shows the George McKenna story. Uh, by the way, 6 out of 10 rating on IMDb and 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Media. But Google says 80%. Um, yeah, it's... Okay, so inner city Los Angeles high school. So, okay, so we got a little more specificity there, um, which is cool, which is cool. Uh, but I had, I'm looking it up. It's a biographical television film. That can't be right. This is not biographical. Wikipedia just got this all fucked up. It stars, whatever, Denzel Washington and Lynn Whitfield. 
Events at George Washington Prep in South Los Angeles. Huh. Oh, got it. Here's why. This is why we look shit up. After Denzel became a superstar, they re-released this, this TV movie on video under the title Hard Lessons. They should probably go back in and post and fix that. Uh, and I love the tagline. He risked... <laughs> he risked it all to make the grade. That's the... Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. This is before Denzel was big? No way. I find that pretty hard to believe. 1986. Shout out to John David Washington, too, his son. Okay, well, he's 66. Training Day was, what, 2001? That was his first Oscar. <sighs> Why do I know that useless information, you might ask? I don't know. Shout out to my buddy Jordan. He and I big Denzel fans. All right, so that was in 1986. I'm on IMDb just trying to figure out when. I mean, if, if that was before he got big, I could have sworn he was bigger. Let's see. Uh, he did a bunch of TV movies. I didn't know that. License to Kill. He played Martin Sawyer. Soldier Story, Private First Class Peterson. He was in a show or a movie called Power. He played Arnold Billings. What was his biggest, his first big thing, though? St. Elsewhere, he played Dr. Philip Chandler for 137 episodes. He was a TV actor. I didn't realize that. Uh, Glory. Got it. So Glory was one of his, like, big, you know, things. Didn't he win for that? Or did Morgan Freeman win for that? I don't know anyone. Three Oscars were from that one. Why am I... Is this becoming a... Oh, yeah. Okay, so Denzel, that was his first Oscar, then his second one would have been Training Day. Anyways, Denzel. It's called, it's called Hard Lessons, if you want to watch it on Netflix. Uh, originally, the George McKenna story. And um, I, I love that he's a... It's his first day as principal, and the first day in these movies when it's like, we're going to save the kids. It's always the same as the first day for students. Or... The students already started, just to really get the dynamic going. Uh, so, you know, he walks in, uh, I believe his wife who drives him there, uh, maybe girlfriend, I don't know, is accosted on the street. Is that the right word? Anyway. Um, but you got graffiti on the walls, you've got garbage all over the place. He gets egged, he, like eggs, thrown. eggs are expensive right now, man, but he gets egged in 1986. Uh, they literally jump him by throwing a trash can at him in the bathroom. Uh, there's even kids riding bikes, running around, just the, the stereotypical, like, there's no rules, it's gang infested, the students are territorial, apparently, and staff stay away from it. Um, there's, there, dude, there's even a scene when Denzel plays one-on-one. -on -one. <laughs> Denzel plays basketball one-on-one -on -one with a student? Because the student can't read? So the stakes are... He sets up a, like a win-win, and he goes, if I win, you have to come to my office, learn how to read, and if you win, I won't bother you, and it's the longest montage ever. It, it takes so long, and neither of them are in good shape, so they're like huffing and puffing. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm trying to hydrate as I also... <laughs> So he plays, it's, it's the, the reading cliche and the, I'm going to play you one-on-one. -on -one. I'm just going to be just like you, kid. Um, he plays basketball with him. Um, and then, uh, to be honest with you, I was watching it. I had to tap out at a certain point because it gets a little too real for me. Um, I mean, there's, they cover topics like 
violence in schools and and you know gang activity and even just you know the the care of facilities and taking pride in in your building and your neighborhood and and all that stuff but there's a he, he thinks like the saving grace is going to be like contracting parents and getting parents on board or whatever and he's going to have this big parent night on a saturday and it's like the lowest turnout you could possibly <laughs> imagine for the thing i just got a little too real um so uh, you know I guess I am part of the problem here too because I tapped out on this TV movie on on this turnaround school thing with Denzel because it's just, yeah, I've heard the story a hundred times and I'm sure I'll finish it at some point, maybe, but I just, I, I tapped out. I just, you know, it was, I, I honestly think it was a Friday night that I watched it uh, and I was like, yeah, you know what, I want to go to bed. <laughs> it's one of those Friday nights when you don't want to do anything. You let everybody know, like, I'm staying in. And then there you are sitting, watching just a sad <laughs> TV movie before Denzel was uh, a big star. Um, so, yeah. Uh, check it out. If, you know, you've seen it or you have an opinion on it, let me know. Classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on, uh, on your favorite social media. Cheers. An hour and a half to two hours. Um, all right. On the uh, subreddit teachers, we have user WIJAG425. I don't want to attempt to pronounce it, but uh, they posted, what's an unpopular teacher opinion you hold? And uh, they add to this, it's a teacher support and or advice, I guess, subsection of a subreddit on a Reddit. We're learning. Uh, (laughs) Something that uh, others in education may disagree with you on. This is for sure a really big one. So I guess, you know, unpopular opinion, here we go. Students shouldn't have to memorize things ever. They could just always look it up, including times tables or how to do simple math like percentages for a tip. Teachers should provide pencils to students every single day. All they had to do was show up and that's, oh my God, I can't even finish that one off. I can't stand that one. Ugh. There's this big issue of having more conferences and issuing zero consequences to students. That's a problem. I fundamentally disagree with this belief that a teacher, no matter how many trials and tribulations and effort, you know, levels they've given, they should never give up on a student. I just, at a certain point, there is a limit. I love when people say that uh, if students aren't attending class, that teachers should be reflective on how to get them more engaged. I can't stand that. If they're not in class, stop blaming the fucking teacher. Can't stand when someone says, well, phones actually are not a distraction. That might be great for your kids. For mine, it's a big distraction. Okay? Just stop. Saying content lectures are not useful. Sometimes it's the easiest way to just real quick, five to ten minutes, here's what you gotta know so we can do this shit, especially if you're history, especially if you're math, especially if you're science, English too, just fucking teachers can five to ten, maybe fifteen minutes, do a little bit of lecture, make it engaging, stop just trying to say keep it 100% student-centered, it's not possible everywhere. Oh, I disagree when people say, if you just care enough, students will achieve in your class. There are so many other roadblocks, my dude. 
Also, I've seen so many teachers give 1 million percent of their effort into caring for some of these kids and then literally and figuratively have been punched in the face. I don't believe you have to like all of your students in order to do your job. As long as you properly serve each student to the best of your ability, regardless of how you may feel about them and their garbage personality. Students need to like you in order to respect you is such a toxic belief. If you, <laughs> we have students who say all the time, respect is earned. Meanwhile, they've been super disrespectful. So in other words, they haven't earned ours. Interesting. I don't care if you like me. Hopefully you do. Make them pretty engaging and funny as a teacher. <laughs> but at least if you're gonna be in this room, don't bring your toxicity in here. Be respectful. Group work helps students more than the individual not in all cases. Oh my goodness. Especially when we talk about social loafing, we all know the issues when it comes to group work. Doing extra does not make you a better teacher. Anyway, those are some of the unpopular opinions. I'm sure that, that especially the pencil, that was, I remember at a certain point, science Adam and I, we got into it about the pencil thing. And granted, now I just don't care. I just supply, I think, three or 4,000 pencils per year. And when we run out, when we run out, we run out. And that's, it is what it is. I'm not doing it anymore. Um, but there was a point in time. Well, uh, still, just come prepared. Good Lord. There are students every single day, by the way, that I have who will not have a pencil. Fine. Go ahead and borrow one. But then they throw out a perfectly good brand new pencil. Stop it. You waste, or they don't put it back. Lazy. All right. So, uh, well, I, we could save it. I'm looking at the time here. We're going to save it for next week. I was going to look at the How Would You Handle It by Adam, or sorry, Aaron Poldoner. Uh, we're going to save that, though, for another week because I'm looking at the time and we're getting a little bit up there in minutes. Uh, but I want to thank you guys for, for checking this episode out. Uh, you can subscribe on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash classroombrew. Again, you get bonus content and podcast merch included in that $2, $4, or $7 tier, depending on which benefits are lined up with what stuff <laughs> i don't know um you can get us anywhere you get podcasts and you can also check out our video clips on tiktok and youtube and instagram i think they post them there as well um but the biggest thing is to spread the word again if we can get up to 15 patreon people 15 patrons i think that is the correct terminology uh we'll have to do a new patreon member dedication song much like the one that you're gonna hear at the end of this episode so after the outro music stay tuned listen to that song. No, it's not me taking it seriously. It's a joke, but it's still a fun way to kind of incorporate uh, people who have supported the show and have been on the show too. So thank you guys. I appreciate you. And until next week, class dismissed.
Cast Room Crew on Patreon. Koozies and coasters, shot glasses, bonus content, and voting power. Fish Cromwell from Minnesota has a thousand classrooms. That shit is crazy, but that's Minnesota. Leo Sanchez got a lot of land. He's been on the pod. It was really grand. He's teaching in person during COVID. Sabrina Bachman from Ohio teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner, James Biner, that's fucking right, James Biner. Sandy Montoya from California, Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy, big time podcast man. Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley, she's from Florida. For PPE, for her staff photo, that's Melinda. Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley. Classroom crew, check it out on. Patreon.com This is Classroom Brew.